This is the Taz and Jim podcast. I wonder if anybody listening is is trying to get away uh, on a trip right now or is still trying to get money back from a canceled trip in the last couple of years, Taz, because we are trying to get our money back for a trip. <laughs> Oh, this it is the like one. Eighteen hundred bucks. It got canceled here. because of COVID, right? Yeah, we were supposed you to go and to Sarah were going, yeah, big vacation. Yeah, in twenty twenty, that's where her family's from on her mom's side. We were all excited. Eighteen hundred bucks in the pot before it gets canceled. We've been going back and forth with airlines and Expedia for o- almost a year now, trying to get our money back, and still haven't got it back. What are they telling you? They're telling us it's the airline's fault, and then you go talk to the airline, and then the airline's like, no, nah, it's Expedia's fault, and then and then Expedia's like, well, you got to check out your airline account. We go, we don't have the, we don't have an account, and then it's just like they're t- trying to pass the buck between the booking website and the airline. Nobody wants to pay the money. Seeing if they can wear you out. I think that's what it is, but it's eighteen hundred bucks, so it's like you know we're they not just going to give up, up on it. I but I have heard. A few people who have got their money back. Would you take a credit? I would, yeah. I mean... Because I, you're planning another trip, so you're going to be traveling again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's totally fine. As long as the credit doesn't expire, that's how they try to get you. You know, you have a year's credit. You, if you use it within the year, no, 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 no. I put this money in there. I want How it quickly did you get on this? Like, when was the trip in terms of when you tried to get your money back. Well, it's, it's mostly my fiance who's been doing all the work, so I don't know. But as soon as it got canceled, they said, we'll be in touch, you know, as soon because, you know, there's a lot of question marks in the air, you know, f- when will airlines be back to full capacity? So as soon as the trip was canceled, we were made aware that we will be able to apply to get our money back. And then I think we found out through the news that you could, you know, start applying again, thinking we would have got an email from them first to let us know it's it's time to apply for the refund. So I think my girlfriend's been hard, like she was on the phone for probably 18 hours over two days and like almost was crying at the end of it. She's like, I feel like they're just like they're trying to make me frustrated because it's like a psychological game she's going through. You're on hold for three hours and then. They say they'll, they'll look into it and they'll call you back. They don't call you back. You call them. It's just I it's just a mess. Stuff. I want to should be illegal. Yeah, feel free to text us though if you have any strategies that have helped you, because we're we'll at take the end any of your advice. Rope. Yeah. All right. Well, if we get anything good, we'll uh, we'll share it on the air this week. Mm-hmm. If we get any good advice, how do you deal with that situation? You're trying to get your money back. They won't give it back. Might be a question to ask our lawyer friends. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I know I've I've kind of crapped on esports in the past, but I'm starting to get it. Now that my son is five, if we would allow him, he would sit in front of the TV and watch other people play video games on YouTube every waking hour. Oh, yeah. I mean, Twitch, people are becoming millionaires because people are just watching yeah. them play video games yeah, all day. I never understood because growing up, if... If you didn't have the controller and you were stuck in a room and you had to watch your buddy play the Nintendo, it was the worst thing ever. Yeah, or older brother, too. Right. Yeah. He'd give you a controller, but he wouldn't plug it in. <laughs> That's what you should do for your son. <laughs> try and trick you into thinking you were playing. No, no, yeah. you are controlling it. It's yeah, good. And you're doing great. <laughs> but esports booming, and the province of Ontario is getting in on the game. Yeah, the Ontario government has set aside. One million dollars 
over two years for esports scholarship programs. Now, when I read that headline, I thought there was scouts showing up to your next StarCraft game or whatever, <laughs> your next Call of Duty uh, land party and seeing who's great. Like this is varsity athletics, yes. but esports. So if you're really good at Super Mario Brothers, you might get a paid ride at a university. That's what I was hoping for. But reading the fine print here, it's actually launching a new scholarship program for post-secondary students in Enrolled in programs related to esports. So, if you're going for software development, game design, marketing, innovation in the gaming industry, you can apply for this. Uh, and it is a scholarship, but it's not based on video game performance. Yeah. Okay. It's still cool, I guess, if you're if you're looking to get into that field. Well, they're they're trying to pump money into the digital economy in Ontario. London's got a big gaming developer, or a couple big gaming developer companies. Toronto's trying to be that place too. Yeah, Montreal's huge. Yes, right. Yes, indeed. Big Canadian uh, players in the world of video games, and I guess esports is the is is the next uh, step. In, in that world, so Ontario is home to 298 video game companies. So it wow. is, it's getting bigger. That's great. But one day, I'm sure it will be like that. Where if you're really good, you know, if you're the best uh, Madden NFL player on PlayStation, you might get a scholarship. Oh, to Duke, I bet. <laughs> right? Yeah, and you're probably getting the getting big ladies. ten. <laughs> Imagine that. All the chicks. Yeah. The poor, the poor football team. They're gonna get nothing. They're gonna get your leftovers. Oh, when there's the nerds doing like uh, keg stands, uh, and all the jocks are like, "What? Are, what remember when we used to be cool?" I'm gonna be so disappointed if my son doesn't start playing video games better. <laughs> son, I'm ashamed of you. Well, that's that's something. Uh, how do kids get in on it? Do we know? Uh, I'm sure you can just find out the same way you would for, uh, apply for any scholarship. Your your guidance counselor, Go or see whatever. The yeah. guidance counselor. <laughs> it's time for sports. Taz and Jim joined by Devin Peacock, and a heck of an afternoon yesterday in Hamilton at the Donut Box, Tim Hortons Field. Heritage Classic went down, and I'd say the big winner was the city of Hamilton being in the spotlight for the day, Dev. As a Leafs fan, not a great uh, game, not a great outcome. But in terms of the way the game looked, uh, the the weather held out, the performances, all the like the 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 in period action, it was it was fantastic. The total package, yeah, was was awesome. But what the heck is going on with the Toronto Maple Leafs when they play the Buffalo Sabers? Do the Sabers have the Leafs number, or are there bigger things that uh, Leaf fans need to be concerned about here? I, I don't care as much about the the Buffalo Sabers as I care about what's going on in net for the Leafs. In ten of the Leafs' last twelve games, they've given up at least four goals. And that's not how you win the Stanley Cup. So they need to figure out their goaltending situation. Unless Jack Campbell comes back from his injury, a, a new goalie or the Jack Campbell from the start of the season, they need to find someone else in that because Peter Morazic is not doing the job. And Jack Campbell, before he got injured, was not doing the job. I hope it's the injury that's the result of his poor play, but I'm not optimistic that's the real reason. When the camera would cut to, uh, Dubis and Shanahan, the two of them did not look very excited about uh, what they were seeing on the ice at the Heritage Classic. No, there were a lot of deep sighs from Shanahan, from Dubis, even from Sheldon Keefe. Like they, they did not look like a management group that is ready to go into the playoffs with the goaltending situation they currently have.
And Austin Matthews dealing with some problems as well. Uh, he's got a cross-check hearing today. There's this one point in the game where uh, Matthews and Rasmus Dahlin got into it a little bit, and he ended up cross-checking uh, Dahlin in the neck. Now, uh, this came after Dahlin was checking hard at him. Uh, Matthews says he went for his shoulder, and his stick kind of went up the shoulder and into the neck. Either way, he's got a hearing. Dahlin, for his uh, part, didn't seem to think it was that big of a deal. He said it's just something that happens in the game. Uh, based on the fact Matthews has no history of any fines or suspensions, I would guess because this would be a first offense that at most he's going to have a fine, but it's it's hard to predict these things. Darlene didn't seem too upset about it, and if he isn't too upset about it, I, I think it'd be a big task for the NHL to come down hard on Matthews in terms of games missed. Kaka. They say that uh, we've had a quite the fluctuation in temperatures over the past month or so. And, and they say, like, because everything keeps freezing and then thawing out, it's really bad for the asphalt on the roads. Mm-hmm. And we may see more potholes in the spring than we're used to seeing. Awesome. And that's not just uh, in this part of the world, but apparently... Over on the other side of the ocean as well, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Rod Stewart. Actually, I should say Sir Rod Stewart is out in the roads of England with a shovel and a truck fixing potholes himself because his Ferrari can't get through the, the road near his neighborhood. This is Rod Stewart, like Maggie May. Sir Rod Stewart. <laughs> if you want my body and you think I'm sexy. Yeah, this isn't a 40-year-old asphalter who smokes a lot and looks like Rod Stewart. <laughs> This is 77-year-old Sir Rod Stewart. Is fixing potholes himself. Yeah, here's the audio. He posted a video of him on Instagram getting her done. The audio is a little rough because there's construction work going on in the background, but see if you can see what he's saying. This is the state of the road here where I live in Pardo. Uh, and it's been like this for ages. People have smashed their cars up. And the other day there was an ambulance for the first time. My Ferrari can't go through here at all. Me and the boys thought we'd come through ourselves. Him and the boys. Me and the boys. Going to do it. Is that him shoveling while he's talking? Yeah, he's leaning on the shovel. He's leaning on the shovel, talking, but he's spreading the the message. He's the supervisor. Yeah, yeah. Like he, if you could hear, he said an ambulance came through the other day, burst a tire. It's been like this for years, and he can't get his Ferrari through. Oh. But it would be frustrating paying Rod Stewart taxes. Mm hmm. And still not having the potholes in front of your house fixed. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it is a problem that spans all classes. You know what I mean? Like, it is a problem for right. everybody. And he's getting less sympathy when he complains about the potholes and mentions that his Ferrari or his Lamborghini can't get down the street. That's kind of where you lose me a little bit, Rod. Yeah, yeah, you should have sandwiched the, that one after. Or like, you know, maybe he's still mentioned it all now that I think about it. Because the ambulance, you know, burst tire. That ambulance is important. was, yeah, that was a good angle, Rod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My Rolls Royce. But for real, it's not just one, like, it's not just one pothole here and there. The road is destroyed. And if there's one thing the government should be able to do, it's keep up with the roads. Why is this such a problem? Yeah, well, Rod, Rod Stewart's doing it himself. He's coming to uh, London, Ontario. He's going to be at Budweiser Gardens on July the 23rd. Maybe we can uh, get him out on the streets in London. Oh, yeah. Head, head him up down Warncliffe, you know? <laughs> <laughs> up and down. <laughs> There's some brutal stretches. Lots of potholes here too, Rod. Yeah, let's get my mites. <laughs> Bring the boys <laughs> and your shovels. Watch a few movies. I, I ended up watching um, with the family and over talking about the new Disney Pixar 
film Turning Red. Yeah. It takes place in Toronto. So Friday night before the family took off, we watched that one. And 100%, it's about uh, menstruation. Okay. <laughs> Rumors are out there. Rumors were swirling yeah. and confirmed. That's what it's about. It's about a young woman going through some changes. Mm-hmm. And if if you have uh, a daughter, it would be a great movie to watch with your daughter when she's just getting to that stage. Uh, my kids kind of lost interest. That's what I've heard. About halfway through the film. I heard it's more like a tween age. Like the, it's probably more for the 8 to 13 year olds or something. Exactly. Especially on the girl side. There's some funny stuff in there. Obviously, Disney and Pixar know what they're doing. There's some great references. The Sky Dome in Toronto. Uh, blue $5 bills. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Funny they, money. Uh, the TTC gets a shout out in there. So there's <laughs> some serious Toronto love. In the film, and if you're uh, familiar with with the uh, the Toronto area, worth watching just for that. Mm-hmm. I also watched because I had a lot of time on my hands. I watched the Adam Project, the uh, new Ryan Reynolds movie. Yeah, yeah. People are raving about it online. I don't get it. It was comparing itself in the trailer. It's like this is like just as good as E. T. and Star Wars. Yeah, and you're really setting the bar high when you do that. I thought it was fine. But, you know, Ryan Reynolds plays himself in every movie. Yeah, yeah. Snarky, kind of fast-talking guy. Yeah. And now he's got a kid who plays Ryan Reynolds in the movie, too. So there's <laughs> two Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and then, uh, given the the weight of the situation the characters are in, this always drives me nuts. It's, it's like the Marvel effect. Everyone has to be a smartass all the time in movies now. Every line is a joke, a smart-ass comment. Every, no one's getting along, but, oh, I can't believe I have to work with you. But, like, all characters are interacting like that. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like how Thor, Iron Man, and Hulk, they're all funny. Why is the Hulk funny? You, I know what you mean, the Marvel effect, yeah. They're all fighting each other, but they have to work together yeah. begrudgingly. Was it not heartfelt? That's what I, th- that's what I heard. It was, like, touching. I, I'd say emotionally manipulative. <laughs> There's a difference. And it it really rips off so many movies from the 80s, which seems to be the trend. It's like nostalgia porn almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, that plus also hopefully the kids watching are too young to recognize it. Well, they, they Ryan Reynolds uses this thing that's like a lightsaber. It's a clear ripoff of a lightsaber. And there's even a reference to how it's a ripoff of a lightsaber hmm. in the movie. Like they're not even trying to hide it. <laughs> And there is some CGI in this film that looks like it's from 1994. I don't want to spoil anything because it is a bit of a, a plot twist, but you watch the movie and you'll know the exact moment I'm talking about where it just takes you right out of the film. Hmm. You see it and you see those uh, the face swap apps and the, the deep fake apps you can download on your phone. They do a better job than what was on the screen in this film. Hmm. I have a guess. I bet you it's somebody being aged. I don't know. I don't want to say aged or de-aged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's I, bad. I do feel like the Netflix Netflix must have a lower budget because their CGI is always ten years behind the big budget movie. You ones. think so? Watch it just for that one moment, and you'll <laughs> know you'll know exactly when it comes. Okay. So turning red, thumbs up. Adam Project, thumbs down. But people are loving uh, Adam Project. I'm, yeah, I saw a couple people online. I seem to be the minority. Hmm. So the audience score is high on that one. The Taz score, low. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, your peacock, cock.
Okay, let's do sports. We've got our sports guy, Devin Peacock, here. And Tom Brady has unretired. Were you surprised by this news, Dev? I was surprised, but not shocked. I mean, Tom Brady has been hinting at this for a while now, so it's not exactly as though it came out of the blue, but still. I thought he was joking. Yeah, I just thought he wanted attention, you know, and he just, he missed the limelight and he he is, 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 can you call it retirement if it lasts 39 days? Like, you know, I've, I've had beards that are older than his retirement, you know, like it's, I mean, why would you bother retiring? Like, was it a, was it a strategic move to get more money from the Buccaneers? I know there was rumors that he was going to be coming back with uh, San Francisco. Why retire and then unretire? I think it was one of those cases where like he retired, then he got home and he's like, I've made a huge mistake, like almost immediately. (laughs) Why? (laughs) You sound like you're not excited, Taz. He's coming back to your team. He's the GOAT and you're not pumped to have the GOAT back? His teammates must be. I am excited. I just think it's kind of weird. Here's the thing for Tampa. I mean, his his decision now is strategic because free agency is about to begin in the NFL. Tampa has 24 free agents. So if Tom Brady wasn't going to be there, I could see a lot of these guys leaving and saying, well, if Tom's not here, I don't want to be here. Now that he's coming back, does he entice other guys back? But also, let's not forget, last season's version of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was not the same version as the team that won the Super Bowl. So not only do they need to bring some of last year's guys back, they need to improve the roster because last year's team wasn't able uh, to cut it. And you potentially have Deshaun Watson coming into that division with both the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints trying to acquire him from the Houston Texans. So it's a very important time that Tom Brady has done this because free agency is about to begin. How about the guy who paid, and this was hours before Brady announced (laughs) that he was coming out of retirement. Some guy paid $500,000 U.S. for Brady's last touchdown football of his career. (laughs) (laughs) which now no longer will be the last uh, touchdown football. Uh, Hopefully for Tom Brady. (laughs) Yeah. Did he save the receipt? Is there a return policy at the auction? If I were Tom Brady, I'd be uh, up in my security so there's not a Tanya Harding situation here because uh, that's that's a big check to write for a football that means nothing. You've got to be able to get your money back. Maybe Brady can slide him a Bitcoin. (laughs) <laughs> make him feel better. <laughs> Thanks, Dev. Ka-caw. The NHL Heritage Classic was in Hamilton, Ontario yesterday at Tim Hortons Field. We couldn't get tickets, man. They were the hottest ticket in the Taz and Jim listening area for sure. But we know one guy who always gets tickets. He's the unofficial mayor of Hamilton, basically. <laughs> and he's our favorite uh, Hamilton Tie Cats equipment guy. Dylan is joining us. Hey, Dylan. Hi, George and Taz. How's it going? <laughs> good. It, it's Taz and Jim, Dylan. Oh, Taz and Jim, yes. How's it going? We're good. How are you, Dylan? No complaints. Anytime there's something going on in Hamilton, we know Dylan's going to be there. You got VIP access. Uh, I do. <laughs> always. How was the Heritage Classic yesterday, pal? You know, it was very great. Uh, I uh, I got to uh, hang out in the Buffalo Sabres locker room, which was really cool. Why did you go in the Sabres locker room and not the Leafs locker room? Well, well, because first off, um, Buffalo was a home team. Buffalo was a home team, so uh, right. 
So they so they used their locker room. So uh, uh, I wish you would have kind of sabotaged them. I know that's you, you're too ethical to do that, but it would have been nice if you would have I don't know put milk in their water bottles or something. <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so were you working yesterday? Did you did you help the team with their equipment and stuff? I just hanged out in the equipment office, and uh, the Buffalo Sabres equipment guys came in, and they were ta- they were talking with us. And they were really awesome. Uh, and then I got to just watch the game, and then I uh, I got I got to see Max from the house. I uh, I saw the picture, you and Max hanging out. Yeah, I think and then Max tonight- looks more excited to see you than you look to see him. <laughs> he he was actually uh, teasing me about my Sabres jacket. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got the Leaf jacket on. Are you a Sabres fan? Uh, I I I like I like I like I like anything. <laughs> <laughs> Very diplomatic <laughs> answer. Uh, did you see any other celebrities there? I know Simone Lawrence from the Tie Cats was having a great time at the game. Did you see him? I did not see him, but he. Uh, I'm hoping that I think he, I think he might be at the Bulldogs game tonight because we play uh, the Bulldogs have a game tonight at, at 7 p.m. Yeah, that's going to be fun, huh? The the outdoor showcase. Uh, the Bulldogs yeah. are hot right now. Yeah, they're on uh, the currently on 11 game win streak. Awesome. And are, yeah, and uh, are you yeah, in the are you in the dressing room for that one too, Dylan? I will be following Bruiser tonight. Following Bruiser, the mascot. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be doing that tonight, and uh, actually, I'm heading down there shortly because I'm gonna go on. Uh, I'm gonna go on the ice for uh, skate at eight o'clock this morning. <sighs> VIP. That's what I'm telling you. Have you been <laughs> on the ice yet? Have you been able to skate out there? How cool is it to be skating on the uh, the field that the Tie Cats usually play on? Well, I have not skated out there. I'm gonna uh, lace up my skates for the first time in a few years. I'm not. I'm not a very good skater, so we're gonna see how it is this morning. <laughs> well, let us know how it goes, and we're always excited to live vicariously through you, Dylan. Okay. Thank you, guys. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.